Well, welcome everybody to the Ed Fernandez Show. Thank you for watching. I think this is episode... Well, we don't name the episode. We don't number the episode because it'll show up whenever it shows up. But uh, this show is... It's, it's called Loving Jesus as a Teenager, and I want to welcome my special guest, my daughter, my sm- youngest daughter, Shailen Fernandez. Shailen, welcome to the show, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. You know, this is the second time we did this, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> the first time was very interesting. I just got to tell the story, you know. We were talking about some like some deep stuff, <laughs> some serious stuff. And because we were talking about some serious stuff, and I'm sorry, I'm like in a, kind of distracted from the noise that we have over here. But um, because we were talking some serious stuff, uh, boy, we were stirring up some things. And um, one of my guys that. Uh, has worked for us for a very long very time. Very long time. Yeah. Uh, couldn't quit. handle it and quit. Just walked out and quit and left everything. And we were like, whoa, what's going on? So, you know, in going through the show and we were going to post it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, uh, it was deep. Yeah. So we said, ah, I think we need to redo this show, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so here we are. Doing the show again, right? I've actually got a little bit more structure to keep you on on track. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in today's environment, honey, it's uh, it's very difficult to be a teenager, right? You're kind of pulled this way, mm-hmm. that way. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of kids are being influenced with what is going on in in this culture in today's culture right mm-hmm. and so you're you know being a lover of jesus as a teenager kind of isolates you and puts you you know to the side you're like the minority right you're not the majority of the my you're like the alien from out of space right now right mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to talk about right and so i have a lot of questions here for you and you know i think we'll start with this mm-hmm. You grew up in a godly family, right? Yep. Me and your mom have raised you and your brother and your sister to know and love Jesus. Yes. But at some point, you have to have your own relationship, right? You, you mm-hmm. can't come and think that you got kudos with Jesus because your mom and dad love Jesus, right? Absolutely. So we'll start with this question. What was the event that caused you to have the relationship you have you have with Jesus today? What happened? So, I think it happened in I want to say seventh grade. Um, I I wasn't living for I wasn't really living for Jesus. I knew he was real. I knew you guys loved him, but I was like. You know, maybe, like, I'll just have fun as a teenager because that's what everybody else did. And then when I get older, I'll get right with God. Um, But I just remember being really lonely. I was like, this isn't isn't what a teenager is supposed to feel like, right? Because it kind of sucks. And um, I just remember 
it was Christmas break, and I was in my room, and my grades sucked. I knew you were going to find out, and I was just dreading for that. I was dreading it because I knew you were going to be mad, and I knew I was going to get yelled at and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't really have a lot of friends. And so I was just really lonely and really sad. Uh-huh. And I didn't really have an identity. And so I was really confused on who I was. Um, and so I just remember I was in my bunk bed and I was crying and crying and crying and bawling my eyes out. And I remember just sitting in my room and being like, God, please just show yourself to me. Because if you don't, I'm... I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I can't handle this anymore. I can't do it. And um, I remember hearing turn on worship music. And so I turned it on and I was just waiting. And I was, I was sitting crisscross applesauce and I was crying and crying and crying. And I was just waiting for somebody, for something to happen. I was praying and hoping to something that something would happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to, I think, Firm Foundation, I think. And I just felt something like hug me. I was like, whoa, this, I don't like this. What is this? And I just heard, be still, just stay calm, be still. And so I just, just sat there and I just like my, like, there's this thing that's called like a spiritual imagination. And it's when your spirit can imagine certain things. And Mm -hmm. so I was just imagining Jesus just hugging me and just being, it's okay. It's okay. You're okay. You're my kid. Please come back home. And since then, I mean, I've been on fire for God. I love Jesus with all of my heart. I, I don't really care if I'm a minority. I mean, I just, I just love God. I'm so. Oh, don't cry. So sorry. No, it's okay. Sorry. Because it makes me so happy to see you so happy because I remember, I remember, you you know, you had your braces on for like six years, seven Mm, years mm -hmm. and kids were calling you SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. And they were, they were really mean and you didn't really smile much, Nope. you know, and now I see you just so bubbly and just full of life mm-hmm. and you're so beautiful. You've kind of just bloomed into this beautiful young lady and it, it just makes me so happy for you as your daddy. So Aww. I apologize for no, that. No, it's okay. You know, I, mean, I don't know, man. I, 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 you know, to see you grow in the way you've grown, I know you have still challenges. Oh, yeah. You know, um, what... What would you say it's like to love Jesus with your friends that don't understand? It's so difficult. Um, So I'm a freshman in high school now. So it's new school, new people, different backgrounds, everything that's going on. And I mean, when I talk about things that I believe in and when I talk about my morals and how I don't celebrate Halloween or I don't cuss or I don't do this, they they just don't understand. And sometimes it's good because I can have a conversation with people about what I believe in. But other times it it's really it 
puts a wall in between us uh-huh. because I want to share my faith with loving God and people just don't want to hear that. People want to have another solution other than loving Jesus. And it's really sad to see how close-minded people can be, especially at a private school. Isn't Didn't just a, an event occur like, so last week was homecoming for you, yep. right? And you have some friends that were in junior high and elementary with you. Oh, yeah. Right? And these friends are believers. Yeah. But these friends like secular music, which, whatever, it's fine. I listen to secular music. Right. But you cause conviction to happen, and they kind of kicked you to the curb. Yeah. Tell me, what what happened? So, the week... So you know how there's a spirit week before homecoming. Yeah. That whole spirit week, I was texting my friends like, hey, what are we going to do for pictures? Because I don't, I have no plan. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to do pictures with my friends. I've known them forever. Yeah. And so I was like, I want to do pictures with you guys. Like, let's, let's make up, like, let's see what we can do. Like, let's do something. And they were all telling me, like, I didn't know that we had pictures, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, we can do it at like a random park, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, let me know. Like, find parks. Let's do it. And so the morning of homecoming comes and I was like, hey, we still don't have a plan. What's going on? And they were all like, oh, like I'm going with my date or I'm going with my other friends or they were all doing their separate thing. And so I was like, oh, um, you could have told me this earlier, but it, like, it's fine. It's whatever. I'll just find somebody else to go with. And later I find out. Um, I was texting my other friend, that's my new friend, that is in the same friend group as them. And I was like, hey, what are you doing for pictures? And he was like, oh, we're all going to so-and-so's house, right? And I was like... So you were, you, they kind of left you out. Yeah, I was like, what, what do you mean so-and-so's house? I, I, what? I wasn't invited to that. He was like, oh, we're all going. Like, everybody that you've been talking to, we're all going there. Yeah. So they lied to me. They kicked me to the curb, and then when homecoming came, they acted like nothing happened. And so I was sitting there like, I've known you people forever. Yeah. Why would you just switch up that fast? And I was talking to my friend the other day about that because my friend went through the same thing with her friends. Okay. And um, I was I was like, I, I don't understand how spiritually... People can go from one side to the other like that. Is it, it wasn't it because you said, "Look, I don't listen to this kind of music, and this is why, and I don't listen to this, this, this guy," and they kind of called you self righteous or something like that? <laughs> yeah. So in eighth grade, we had this like debate, and it was like whether we should listen to secular music, and it was like a poll. So everybody went to yeah, we can. I went to no. I was the only one that went to no, and my teacher was like, "Shylan, I want to know why you said no." And I was like, if it's not feeding your spirit, yeah. why do it? <laughs> Thinking crazy. If it's not feeding you, why do it? Why are you listening to music that's full of sex and drugs and I want to kill myself and do this and do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you want to feed into that? Why would you want to participate in that? Yeah. When it's making you feel like crap. And they 
like they were like, but you listen to Houston, you listen to this, and they listen to that. I was like, is that talking about anything that isn't good? I want to dance with somebody. It's about dancing. Yeah. With somebody you love. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not about it's not about anything that's bad. Yeah. And I I got bullied for that. Did you? Uh, like honestly, I got like everybody did not like me the rest of the year. They called me prideful, they called me annoying, they called me self-righteous, they called me um egotistical, they called me narcissistic. They said that I was so self-righteous because I'm doing this and everybody else is doing that, that I'm so hypocritical. And I was sitting there like, I, what are you saying? Like, do you even know what these things mean? I said straight up, I was like, give me reasons. Give me evidence. Give me examples how I'm being this. And if you give me enough examples, I'll change. They gave me one. Wasn't, wasn't Jesus persecuted all the time? Because, you know, at some point, you know, the way you live your life, mm-hmm. it causes conviction, mm-hmm. right? That you get convicted. And then once that conviction happens, there's a trigger. Yeah. And then they attack you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what happened to you? Absolutely. Um, it's happened more than once. Yeah. It's happened all throughout my old school. It's happening now. And, I mean, at first I took it personally. Yeah. But... Once I started reading into my Bible, I was like, this is a good sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a good sign. I'm yeah, doing the Bible something says right. if you have a bunch of friends, something's wrong, right? Yeah. I was like, this is a good sign. I'm getting persecuted. I'm doing something right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what sacrifices do you have to make to live your life the way you do? And, and is it worth it? There's a lot of sacrifices. Once you get into loving God and once you become serious with getting in a relationship with God, especially as a teenager, there's a lot of stuff you got to give up. Um, The music you like, the stuff you watch, the things that you say, the friends that you have, the family members that you have. Um, Is it worth it? I think so. Why? Um, it's, It's worth it because at the end of the day, if you love God and if you actually want a relationship with God, it there's Are you talking about Allah? Oh no. <laughs> who are you talking about? Buddha? I'm talking about Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Okay, that's I just who I'm make about. sure we're talking about that's the right God. Because you keep saying God. I want to know what God you're talking about. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, continue. Um there's an analogy. There's an analogy and a parable that Jesus says. He talks about seeds. And he says that there's seeds that were in a vineyard. There are seeds that were in dry soil. There are seeds that were in fertile soil. And it's basically talking about if when people hear about God, there's either people that it sinks in deep with them and they study it and Mm -hmm. they want to learn more from it. Mm -hmm. Or there's people that they hear it and they're like, oh, yay. But when hardships come up, they leave like that. Yeah. And... If you don't have commitment for God, there's there's no reason to even be following God. And so when you have to give up those sacrifices, it's basically picking up the cross that Jesus had to bear for you yeah. and walking it with him. And so if you don't sacrifice yourself, if you don't sacrifice your flesh, which is disobedient to God and rebels against God, then... There's no point in following him. 
And once you give up those those things and the stuff that you used to do and you are renewed in Christ, it becomes re- easier and it, you become happier and lighter and just all around a better person. Doesn't the Bible say those who lose their lives will find it? Yeah. And those who live their lives will lose their lives? Oh, yeah. So do you think your sacrifices, you said picking up the cross— you're you're kind of sacrificing the things that you want for God's the plan. love that God has given you. Yes, absolutely. Is is there is there even a comparison? Like like if I had to put you know all the stuff like worldly music and 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 drugs and sex and all this fun because the bible says the sin is pleasurable mm-hmm. but for a season right that's what the bible says so if i put that on the scale and then i put the love of jesus and the way he makes you feel on the scale does this outweigh this or does jesus outweigh that well i mean it's so i like to think of it as people and satan uh-huh. People are sinful, which means that they're disobedient against God. Yeah. They love to disobey God. Aren't we all disobedient and yes. sinful? Yes. Okay. That's what. That's why there's sin in the world. That's why in the beginning of Genesis, the serpent came to deceive Adam and Eve. We're like this with Satan. Yeah. God is all the way up here. Yeah. And so when you put them on a scale, God will always outweigh the fun of the world. Don't get me wrong. Sin is fun, yeah. but it doesn't mean that it's right. It's yeah. like if you eat a bunch of junk food, it tastes good. Yeah, It's not good for you. Right, right. That's a good analogy. I love it. Right. So it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You're like, whatever, man. Whatever. I got, I mean, I got Jesus. I got God. I'm it's, good. It's whatever. If right? people don't like me, people don't like me. If people like me, cool. Whatever. How do you approach conversations about your faith with uh, your friends? That believe and don't believe. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's some conversations that happen all the time. I like. To, I'm the type of person that likes truth bombs. I'll just drop <laughs> truth bombs, and then people are like, "What are truth bombs? Explain. I don't know what a truth bomb truth is." Truth bombs are like, if, like in the beginning, like in the beginning, when I was talking about secular music earlier. Yeah. And I was like, if it's not feeding your soul, why do it? Yeah, yeah. That's a truth bomb. It's like. Whoa, it hits you up suddenly, and then you feel convicted because you're like, ow, you didn't sugarcoat that. You just said it straight up. I'm the type of person that will do that. I'll tell you straight up. And so when people talk to me about God, whether they're believers or not believers, I'll tell you straight up. Sure, I'll like be nicer with it if you don't believe because obviously you're not in a relationship with God yet, and I want to put that seed where you get curious to find God because God's cool. Yeah. And Why is he cool? I don't understand. What do you mean he's cool? God's cool because when you follow Jesus, um, I've learned that every other religion will still, like, you won't really see it. You'll just have to kind of trust it. But when you follow God and you put your faith in God and you trust God, God shows you how cool he is. I mean, look at all the stuff that you have. Look at all the stuff that we're blessed with. Yeah. God provided that. Yeah. That wasn't you. That no. was God. Yeah, absolutely. Preach. And earlier in a different episode in the podcast, you said that God just allows you to use it. Yeah. That's God. That's not you. Yeah. That's not 
That's not mom. That's not anybody else. That's God working through you. Is it is it cool to live in a family that's crazy about Jesus? It is so cool. Yeah, Nyla and Darian, is it cool? <laughs> um, I've I've I have a lot of friends, and like I've gotten really close with their families, but nobody has the everybody's really dysfunctional. I'm going to be so honest with you. Yeah. They're dysfunctional. And our family, and I and I'm, I know I'm sound biased, but yeah. I mean, our family at least has structure because of God. Yeah. God is the pillar in our family. If we don't got that pillar, I don't know where we would be right now. Honestly. And so when I talk to believers and when I talk to non-believers, I tell them straight up that, you're sinful. You're, you think that your good deeds are going to get you into heaven. They're not. You, anything that you do on earth isn't going to get you into heaven. You're not good enough to get into heaven, honestly. But God paid that price. When Jesus went on that cross and died a terrible, torturous death, he did that in a second for you so that you could be worthy enough and that you are a child of God to get into heaven because of Jesus. Not because of you, because of Jesus. And so these these conversations that you have with your friends and things like that, I mean, you say you, try, you drop truth bombs, you know, how do they how do they take that? I mean, that's probably why that's probably why you're isolated, right? Because you know, when you say, you know, I want to make sure we're clear with the audience mm-hmm. is that you you use the term you're a sinner. There's a difference be- between being a sinner and sinning. Mm-hmm. Right? Being a sinner is it's a constant way of life. Yeah. But being sinning is, oh, shoot, I fell. I messed up. I messed up, right? I shouldn't have done that. Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that the audience understands you and I and our family, we're not perfect. No. We mess up all the time. (laughs) Not at all. All the time. Yeah. But the good thing is that we have these guides and these rules of morality, right? Of, yeah. of morality that we know, oh, shoot, we, we, we stepped out of the line. Mm-hmm. Okay, God is so gracious. All I got to do is say, Lord, forgive me for my sin. And he says, what sin? In Jesus' name. And God goes, what sin, right? He says, I don't see no sin. Because it, it's been wiped away with the blood, so that gets us right back in line. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that the audience understands that. Absolutely. How has your relationship with Jesus influenced the decisions, both big and small, that you make in your life? Um, it's it's kind of like you, it's going to sound weird, but like, hear me out. <laughs> it's kind of like you have somebody watching you all the time. Yep, I know that. I'm. I'm it's not weird. I got the Holy Ghost burning on my back all the time. It's like somebody breathing down your neck, but like it's loving me. <sighs> You're like feeling his breath. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> it's like, um, should I be doing that? I don't, Jesus. Like, <laughs> but like, it's, it's very much like, so the Holy Spirit, it's when Jesus left, he gave the disciples a guide which was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit is not this, like, power of Darth Vader coming out of his fingers, uh-huh. right? It's the third person of the it's Trinity. It's the Trinity. Yes. People think it's like, Jesus is here, 
God is here and then the Holy No, they're all one. Yeah. But they're just in different forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like food. Yeah. Like you can have pizza, you can have spaghetti, and you can have just a plain tomato. It's it's still the same food. It's just in different forms. It's like putting three cubes of ice in a bowl. Yeah. And then when it melts, what you is it? You got water, you got ice, and you got condensation. And it's all one. It's all water. Oh, it's all one. Yeah, it's all one. So um when it comes to make when it comes to making decisions, it's it's always it's better when you have God because you have a guide. Yeah. It's not like you're going through it on your own. Yeah. I've met people that are so confused in their life and they're asking people like, What do I do? What do I do? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? And they overthink the situation. Sure. And I just say, Have you prayed about it? Have you asked God about it? And they're like, No. I'm like, why haven't you done that before talking to me? Like, there's no, there's no reason why you shouldn't be talking to God about it because God knows what's going to happen. So it's, if you have an answer, if your teacher gives you an answer on the test, why wouldn't you take that? Yeah. It's the same thing with God. If God knows the answer, why wouldn't you talk to him instead of talking to me? Yeah. I don't know what the heck is going to happen. Yeah, because, I mean, I think people... I always have to say it on the show. God talks. God talks. Right? God talks. It's not it's it's a dialogue. It's a dialogue. It's a yeah, it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue, yeah. right? And I think I think people's antennas are broke. Yeah. Right? Because in one of the episodes I said when you're intentional with your obedience. I saw that yesterday. Yeah, when you're intentional with your obedience, that kind of doesn't give you a little antenna. Right, you got this satellite antenna, right? Mm -hmm. And then when when God talks, you can hear His voice, right? But when you got this little antenna, or the antenna is broke, the cares of the world, all the stuff of the world, shuts that voice down. Mm -hmm. And if that voice is shut down, you don't have guidance. And if you're not used to hearing that voice, then you say, "What's the point? Why don't I even ask God? God is not even for real. God doesn't even talk, right?" Is that what you think your friends are experiencing? Yeah, I've had, I've talked to grown men. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've talked to grown you tell me men and be like, and they would be like, well, I don't hear God. Well, I've never heard God in my life. I'd be like, you got to change that. <laughs> I mean, like, it, why? That that doesn't make no sense. If you follow God and if you. Even some of your teachers at school, no? <sighs> Don't name no names. I'm not. I'm not gonna name drop. <laughs> and don't name school. I'm not name. Yeah, that's why I hid my phone. You, you I was okay. like, oh, I, I gotta put this away. Um, but like, it's it's so mind boggling how grown men older than you are like. Well, I've never heard about God. I've never talked to God. Like, I like I don't I don't think that way. Like, why would you Why would you think that? Like, I've had somebody say. I admire how faithful you are in like a passive aggressive way. And I was yeah. like, passive aggressive. I was way. like, thanks. <laughs> I don't like, and I don't, I don't understand how people don't want to hear from God. People want signs all the time. Yeah. And they think that the creator of the universe is going to lower his standards because you're asking for it. God's giving you so many signs and people are just like, Oh, I don't see it. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, God's not real because I can't see him. Yeah. If God's real, it's, I used to do this before I had a relationship with God. I'd be like, God, if you're real, tip that cup over right now. 
Yeah, that's not going to fly. It's like, what? That's not going to fly. So like, why would you do that? God's not going to do that. Here's the problem with that kind of theology, though, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the end times, the Antichrist is going to do signs and wonders, right? And so people who are looking for signs and wonders will think that's God and unfortunately be deceived. That's so sad. Yeah, like, it's, it's so kind of like, of you know, that's kind of scary stuff, you know? You know, so social media, pop culture, all this stuff going on, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like you can't even really watch TV anymore. It's, it's kind of like crazy. Crap. How do you handle the influence of social media and pop culture with your relationship with Jesus? How do you do that? It's like I said before, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when so the Holy Spirit, when you accept God in your heart, the Holy Spirit is inside you. Mm-hmm. So it's just way, it's just waiting to come out. That's what speaking in tongues is. Speaking in tongues is like God's... What is that? So let me explain it. <laughs> speaking in tongues is like God's like native tongue, native language kind of. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's like when the Holy Spirit is like kind of comes out kind of. I don't really, I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> let me help it. you. Let me help you. So it, would you say, would you say speaking in tongues is a secret language that the enemy doesn't understand. <gasps> yeah, it's like when like a secret code like dee, 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 it's dee, like dee, when dee, dee, dee. like you're in elementary school and like you have a secret code with like you have a secret language with your friend. It's exactly like and that. And the only people that understand is you and your friend. Yes. Even in the midst of the crowd of people they're like yes. what are they saying? It's like pig latin. It's like when people don't understand pig latin and like you and your friend do and like you and your friend want to talk that's, That's exactly speaking what it is. in tongues. That's speaking in tongues. Right. And so when the Holy Spirit convicts you of something, meaning that when the Holy Spirit comes up and says, hey, like warning sign, that's I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. It it kind of makes you, he kind of does something and he doesn't, sometimes he makes you hear it. But for me personally, he makes me feel it like right here in my core. Uh-huh. And so it feels very uncomfortable. Like you like ate something bad, like you ate a burrito in the cafeteria that day and like it just didn't sit right with you. And so when it comes to like influencing social media, if I'm scrolling on TikTok and then I see something, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And God says, oh, don't watch that. Don't do that. Okay, so you get this. You have this. You've got this. This guide, this mentor, Mm -hmm. this person who really loves you who sits outside of time and can see the beginning and the the end end. and is kind of walking you through life so you don't step on some landmines it's like when like it's like when you're little and you're gonna touch a hot stove and your parents are like hey don't i wouldn't do that if i were you like you're gonna get hurt like something bad's gonna happen if you keep doing it and it's either you say oh i trust my mom and dad i won't do it or you say, mm, are they sure? Like, have they really tried it? And you do it and you get hurt. Yeah. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit to guide you. Got it. So you're a singer, right? Maybe Darian can put up some like little kind of clip of her like putting her pipes. I'll, you can I'll, do that, right? I'll send him some. <laughs> well, he, I'm sure he got a lot of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a singer. I am. 
How do you integrate your passion for singing with your faith? Oh, it is so hard, especially with music today. Yeah. I can't, like, I'll be singing something, and then my sister, my older sister Nyla, would be like, that's a really bad song. Don't sing that. I'm like, why? It's, it's so deceiving, meaning, like, it's so confusing, and it's so manipulative. Um, so when I sing today and when I have to be very careful with what I sing, because I mean, most people don't know this, but when you're singing bad stuff, you're still kind of worshiping what that stuff is meaning, what that stuff is saying. But what is your, so you're passionate about Jesus. You love Jesus. Love God. How do you integrate that passion with your singing? It's, I like to do worship. I mean, I, if I want to integrate God with my singing, I usually sing Broadway stuff, this, that, the other. But worship is what I'm passionate about. And why are you passionate about worship? What does worship do for you? It, it's like music. It's just music in general. People have a very strong relationship with music. People have been doing music. People have been playing music since the beginning. Yeah. That's, how, that's how David used to worship God. He used to sing songs. And so when m- music unlocks something in people, music allows people to feel something. Music allows people to relate with everybody saying that it's okay. It's okay to be you that's what the world is saying it's okay to be you but when you listen to worship it says it's okay to be you but god paid the price for you so worship is just a door that opens into just being just having a deeper relationship with god and that's what worship means to me i mean worship is what helped me get my relationship with god started so, so I'll, I'm going to help you a little bit. So I'm a worshiper. Uh, right? Yeah. Right. And worship for me. And I'm going to, you know, I want to see if it does it for you too. But mm-hmm. worship for me sets a tone. If I'm confused, if I'm sad, because those things still happen. Yeah. Right. We're not. Not like, robots. Like mummies, right? Yeah. If I'm confused, I'm sad, I'm concerned, and I turn on some worship, and I can feel like heaven open up, and I can feel this presence come down, mm-hmm. and you can feel like you're in this place of abyss, of happiness, of of just no cares of the world. And it kind of feels like it's just you and God one-on-one and you're just enjoying his presence. And then all of a sudden you come out of worship and it lifts. Don't you feel better? Yeah. Um, I, when you were saying that, it reminded me, you know, the movie soul, you know, like that, uh, uh you know, like that. You mean the cartoon? Yeah. 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 It's when, like, he's playing, when the main dude is, like, playing jazz or whatever. I love jazz. But when the main dude's playing, like, jazz or whatever, he's, like, in this, like, 
like he's like in the zone like he's in this like bubble thing where yeah. like he's like there's like stuff going around him and yeah, there's like yeah, colors yeah. and like he's in the mood that's exactly what god does like is that how you feel though when you yeah, worship yeah definitely and it's it kind of helps me get deeper with jesus when i read my bible i listen to worship music when i'm walking around my school campus i listen to worship music when i'm taking a test I listen to worship music. It's it helps me kind of calm down yeah. because I tend I tend to overthink a lot. Yeah. So worship music kind of just helps me to just be in that neutral space where God's got it. Have you felt? I, I'm gonna try to explain it, but when you get to a certain place in worship, mm-hmm. it feels like heaven. Is opening and you feel this, and then you start crying and you're like, <laughs> "Do you feel that?" And it's like it, like it, like it starts really soft, like, mm-hmm. and then it just, and then it just gets, and you feel this heat. Have you mm-hmm. felt that before? This is gonna surprise you. The first time I felt it was in like second grade. <laughs> um, I was at my like really really old school. And they were playing worship, and they were like, okay, we're going to have quiet time, whatever. So I, like, sat in the corner, and I was just sitting there. And then I just, like, started feeling, like, kind of, like, heat. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? And then I felt, and I was like, uh, what's going you on? You didn't, you didn't know it was God. I didn't know, I didn't know it was God. Yeah. I thought, like, I was getting sick. And I was yeah. like, uh... I kind of need to go to the nurse. <laughs> and then I just sat there and then I started crying and crying and crying and crying. And then my teacher pulled me aside and she was like, can I tell your mom that this happened? And I was like, I don't even know what happened. Uh, yeah. but sure. My mom was like, you felt God. I was like, did I? I don't, I don't know. She was like, did you feel tinglys? And then did you start crying? And I was like, yeah. She was like, you felt God. That, and it's, it's such a weird experience. You can't even explain it. You just have to experience. It's like those. It's like when you go somewhere, like when you travel, and then you come home and you're like, and you tell your friends, and you're like, I don't even like, I can't even tell you what it was like. You just had to be there. Yeah, it's a glimpse of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's really what heaven will be like mm-hmm. when we go and see Jesus. Um, you know. Now that we're talking about worship and we're, we're talking about singing and talking about all that stuff, what do you want to do for God and why? I want to be a worshiper. Why? Um, I've always loved singing. I've always loved dancing. I got prophesied that I was going to be a lover of music and dance. I love, I love singing. I, I want to do that for the rest of my life. It it makes me feel... Everybody loves singing, are you, but are you any good? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm good, personally. <laughs> I think you're good, too. Personally, I think I'm pretty good. But I, I just... I just want to be... I just want to enhance God's kingdom through music. I mean, I'm self-taught in every instrument I play. I play a couple instruments. And... I the only reason that I'm learning them is so that when I'm a worshiper, I can do multiple things at once. 
everything that I do is to be a worshiper. I want to enhance God ki- God's kingdom through music. I want to have people have a spiritual encounter through music. I want to play for millions of people. I want God to fall in the concerts that I play. Ooh, I want- come on, girl. Let's go. <laughs> I'm there right there in the front. Give me some more, Jesus. I want, I want people having spiritual encounters with God through music. Ooh. I did. You did. I do. All the time. And I want to be able to be a light to other people through that. I want to work for God through music and through singing. Do you think that you're a filter Yeah. for God to go through you? Yeah. So do you think it's important to keep that filter clean so you can get some more pure Jesus? Mm-hmm. It's so important to keep your filter clean through everything that you do. Everything... I've learned that everything is a free will test. Everything that you do, every decision that you make, every time that you spend doing whatever, it's all going to come down to what your purpose is and how God is either going to fulfill that purpose or not fulfill that purpose because you're not keeping your filter clean. God will not move in your life if your filter is not clean. So I have two more questions here, and I think they're kind of, one and the same. Okay. What would you say to those teenagers? Right? Because hopefully on the show, we have mom and dads watching, and mom and dads may have teenagers or young ladies that are dealing with uh, the sexual you know, prerogativeness of what's going on in this country. And young kids are having sex at night, 11, 12 years old now, and, and you know, un- unfortunately don't know what they're doing when, they, when that occurs. Mm-hmm. And with the change of just culture, yeah. you know, it's so hard to be a kid today, very difficult to be a kid. What would you say to all those teenagers that, that love Jesus or don't love Jesus, but constantly find themselves discouraged. I was there. I've been through it. I've done it. And it's God always makes a way. You feel like you're not good enough. God has a way. You feel like you don't know who you are. God has a way. Identities are such a big thing now. And before Jesus, I didn't have an identity. I didn't know who I was. I was confused. I was scared. With everything happening today, I I was just really lonely. Mm-hmm. I was really isolated. That's what Satan does. Satan comes for your identity first. And the advice that I would give is that in Philippians, I think it's 4.13, I think. It says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if you feel discouraged, if you feel sad, if you feel lonely, if you feel isolated, if you feel abandoned, if you feel that nobody likes you, if, you feel, if you're getting bullied, if you feel like you're going to do something that you're not going to come back from, turn to God. What's the worst that can happen that 
there's nothing bad that can happen because God will show up in your time of need. How do, how do, how do they turn the God? Is it hard to do? Is it simple to do? Is there a prayer that you can say? What it's, is, how do you turn to God? It's, it's really, it's actually really simple. People overcomplicate things all the time. It's just opening your heart to God. Just being like, God, I don't know if you're real. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you're real, please just show me. And having that openness. People say that all the time, but they're so closed-minded. They put God in a box. Yeah. God is not meant to fit in the box. God is the creator of the universe. Do you really think that he's going to fit in your tiny box? God can move mountains. You can move mountains through God. You just have to believe that God is your savior. Not that God is real. Satan believes that God is real. His demons believe that God is real. But if you want to have that relationship with God, if you want to feel like you have an identity, if you want to feel that you're safe, that you're comforted, that you're protected through any circumstance that you might be going through, call on God. Just say, God, just move in my life. I want to know you. I want to be with you. I don't know what that's going to look like for me. I don't know what that's going to entail. I don't know how my life is going to go. I'm scared. I'm worried. But I want you to be in my life. I want you to move in my life. And I believe that your son died for my sins. And I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. I'm sorry for everything that I've done. I just want to be your kid. God will move. He'll show up, huh? He'll show up. Change your life, huh? Yeah. Change your world, huh? Change my everything. You'd be so much happier, mm-hmm. right? You have a purpose, a fulfillment of your life. Is it any other life that you would actually even change? No. Compared to the life you have? No. I, I have an identity. I know who I am. I'm sound in who I am. Yes. I'm confident in who I am. I know that I'm a child of God. I know that people, I know that you guys love me. I know that I have friends that like me. I don't feel hated anymore. I don't feel neglected anymore. I think I'm pretty. I think I'm talented. That's because that's what God tells me. Yep. God tells me I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Yeah. God tells me I'm talented. I'm talented. Yep. Because we're made in God's image. I used to think I was ugly. I used to think I was stupid. I used to think everybody hated me. But that's just lies. Those are lies that Satan fills in your head. That you're not good enough. That you're never going to be anything in the world. That you're never going to amount to anything. That you should just give up now. Because what's the point? God doesn't do that. That will never be what God says. God is a loving God. God is like a good, loving father. God loves you. God thinks you're beautiful. God thinks you're handsome. God thinks that you are good enough because he has a purpose in your life that he will fulfill if you let him. Amen, girl. This was a good one. I think we did a lot better than we did last time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, honey, thank you so much for being on the show. Me and your mom are so proud of you. Thank you. You're such a a wonderful young lady, and I'm just looking so forward to seeing what God does for your life. You know, for those parents out there that may have some kids that are struggling and going through some things, you know, 
make some comments. You know, we, we want to focus on, you know, I know we're evolving on the show and, and we're doing a lot of different things on the show and, and the show is starting to take on its own identity. We, we didn't know what it was going to be or how it was going to be. But if you have a teenager that's suffering, you got a teenager that's struggling, a teenager that doesn't, you know, likes themselves in the room and you don't really know what's going on and they're very, very sad, put some comments down there and maybe Shylin can answer some of the comments and, and, and kind of give them some encouragement. That's what the show is about. The show is about bringing life to people, bringing life to people through Jesus. And we want to be a part of that. We want to help as much as possible. So, honey, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Please subscribe, click, you know, do what you got to do. But again, thank you. Until next time, you're the best part of Ed Fernandez show. We love you. Bye.